0: Hello and welcome to The Inner Life Today, Wednesday of the sixth week of Easter. Are you still saying Happy Easter out there? I hope you are. <laughs> we still are able to say it today. I'm Josh Raymond, and so glad to have you tuning in here to this hour today. And here we are. We're in the middle of May, and the weather is getting nicer. And if you have kids, the school year it's starting to wind down. Uh, we're looking ahead and this year so many more communities thankfully are starting to open up, not like it was last year with the pandemic. So as we are looking ahead to the next few months of summer that's out there on the horizon, do you have any plans for a vacation? Are you gonna try and get away to someplace fun or maybe take a trip and go visit your family? Will you go camping? Perhaps visit some place that's out on the water, or will you just take some time off and get some projects done around the house? Do more of a staycation. Even if an actual vacation is not in your near future plans, we all have that regular leisure time, that time that we like to spend unwinding from the work and the chores and the tasks of the day or the past week. And we need that break. We need that break from working. So as uh, we're talking about leisure time here, any idea of how much time the average American spends on leisure activities every single day? According to the American Time Use Survey conducted by the Census Bureau for the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Americans 15 years and older, they spend about five hours every day, five hours a day engaged in some sort of leisure activity. Now, uh, you might be able to guess what the number one leisure activity is. Uh, That is watching TV. On average, we as Americans, we spend almost three hours a day watching TV. Um, I don't know about you. That seems high for me. Maybe it doesn't for you. Uh, But apparently the older you are, the more TV you watch. If you're over 65, the average is watching more than four hours of television every day. The most common uh, activity, leisure activity, after watching television in this survey, it's spending time with friends. That's a good one. People, uh, they spend about twice as much time socializing with friends on the weekends as they do during the week. Then... What about reading for pleasure? That's the next one. Do you spend any time reading? Uh, This, again, like watching television, it varies quite a bit depending on your age. Americans who are 75 years and older, they read for an average of 51 minutes a day. But if you're under 44, any guess of the, the average number of minutes spent each day reading a book as your means of relaxation? Uh, I've got Jim and I've got Patrick here. Any ideas, guys? Number of minutes for somebody under 44 reading a book every day. And again, this is is reading for pleasure. This is not, you know, reading some sort of, you know, work-related emails or some sort of instruction manual or technical journal or anything like that. This is just reading for fun. Any idea, 44 and younger, how many minutes per day?
2: Uh, Jim, you had an interesting point. Like, uh, what was your po- what was your question? Well,
0: you know, in in, in terms of you know the leisure, that you know, we're reading our phones all day. So, not right. counting that, I'm going to say uh, seventeen and a half minutes. Okay. I'm going to go a tad higher at nineteen. Oh, you're both are you're so optimistic. It's actually <laughs> ten minutes or less a day for somebody who is under forty four years old. So, uh, lots of different leisure activities that uh, we have some different statistics on. But as you're listening, what's your go to? Uh, way of taking a break from all the work, all the busyness of the day. Uh, in our family, my wife, she loves to play board games or cards with our kids. I have one daughter who she really enjoys playing online video games with friends. Um, uh, my 15-year-old son... He's always walking around with a deck of cards in his hand. He practices sleight of hand maneuvers. He's been working on that for a number of years. And so he's always moving this card to this position in the deck or, you know, hiding that card or shifting this card. Uh, My 19-year-old daughter, she loves to work on art projects or go thrift store shopping. And she loves to find those great deals out there. I myself, I have a few different ways uh, that I like to unwind. I like to cook. So I usually end up making dinners three or four nights out of the week for our family. Plus, in the kitchen, it's always a good opportunity to catch up with kids after we're done with work and school for the day. I also enjoy reading. Um, I don't know. It probably depends on the day if I get my 10 minutes or more in there. Um, But I also, I like relaxing by sitting there at the piano and playing a song or two at the end of the day. Did I hit it on, on anything that you do as your main leisure activity? One thing I haven't mentioned yet, anything athletic. Maybe you like to go for walks, go for hikes, go jogging. Maybe you like to set up that that tea time and go golfing with a friend. Uh, Maybe it's a regular weekly volleyball game that you have with a community. Uh, All kinds of different activities out there on how we take that break from work and our responsibilities. But along with checking out from your work, when you relax at the end of the day or if you're going on that vacation to recharge, Along with checking out from those uh, from work, do you also find yourself checking out from praying or going to Mass? We're creatures of habit. We're creatures of routine. So if we take that break from our routine, especially if we're traveling, we have to make more of a point to find time for the things that are priorities. If you're away from your home and the coffee pot that's sitting there on the counter in your kitchen, is that coffee in the morning, is that still important to you? then you're going to figure out a way where you can make sure you get that cup of coffee in the morning, right? Is that the case with your faith life? Today here on The Inner Life, we want to talk about those times of vacation or those daily leisure activities and how we can make them holy. Just because we're taking a break from work, we don't want to take a break from our relationship with God. And I hope this is honestly an hour where we can encourage each other on how we've been able to incorporate our faith regularly into our vacation or into our leisure time. And we'd love to hear examples from your own life of how you've kept your family connected and focused on God throughout your vacations. And joining us today to help us look at this idea of keeping our leisure time holy Is one of our spiritual directors, Father Tim Monahan. And Father Tim is the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Chicago. Father Tim, welcome back to the inner life. So nice to be able to speak with you today.
3: Good to be back, Josh. Hello to everybody.
0: Yeah, today, uh, again, as I mentioned, you know, leisure. Um, One of the first things that I thought about, it's so nice to have that time where you get a break from work, but. Before the show I was telling you, I, I think it might be good i'm I'm always a huge fan of defining terms. And so I thought it might be good for us to define what leisure is. We as humans, as I mentioned, we've been created for work, you know we we like the routine, but we're also created for rest. We need that Sabbath day, you know, that break in our week, both physically and spiritually. and we don't want to fall into that trap of laziness, laziness or slothfulness. It's one of those cardinal sins. And so perhaps to begin here, can you just give us a brief explanation, the difference between when we rest from our labors, having that leisure time that is important without sliding into that sin of laziness?
3: Sure, what I'd like to point out, above all, St. Ignatius is so good about looking, having us be aware of the inner movements of our hearts, having that awareness of what is going on inside of me, and how do I feel as these things are going throughout my day. So when, we, when you distinguish leisure from idleness, leisure is something that the Church holds up, as you pointed out very well, that, that need for Sabbath rest. We think of Jesus' words, man is made for the Sabbath. We are made, we think of God taking that rest on the seventh day. So there's an ordering. We are made for this time with God and with those whom we love. So when we have time for leisure, leisure is distinguished as a time that is away from work and a time that is restorative, that is rejuvenating, that is restful. And so when I'm taking leisure in a proper way, I'm able to see within my own heart and within my spirit a sense of recovery, of goodness, of, of, of awareness that this is profoundly good and I need this. Whereas we can distinguish leisure from idleness. Idleness can have a similar sense of not working, but it ends up draining me, emptying me out and leaving me feeling dissatisfied. So I look at the effects within my, my heart and my soul and I say, well, I had this time when I wasn't working and yet I do not feel restored. I've, you know, I binge watched something or I've just kind of, um, you know, I, I wasn't working and yet I was just thinking about things and work and worrying about it. So whatever it is, it's idleness, the effect on me is basically kind of negative, whereas the goal of leisure is for me to be restored by the grace of God, by the love and the concern of those around me.
0: You know, you talk about um, during that time, maybe you're worrying, you're obsessing about things with work, and you're not able to unplug. I find that in my own life. If our family goes on a vacation, uh, almost routinely for me, it's that first about day, day and a half and I, this, I'm going to point back to it's it's a wonderful tool, but it can also be such a detriment in so many ways to our society. It's that smartphone that I've got in my pocket. And I've got emails that I'm so used to checking. You know, it's that habitual thing that I, I check regularly. What are the emails that are coming in? What are some of the communications that I might, I might need to respond to? And when we go on vacation that first day maybe day and a half i find myself still going back and still looking at those and if i only have kind of a short two day break from work i'm still stuck in that finally by about the end of that first day and a half to two days that's where i say you know what most of these things can probably wait and then it's it's fine after that for the next you know if i'm if i'm off for a week or something I can actually unplug and just give myself that that opportunity to, uh, you know, say, okay, it'll all it'll all wait. If there's something really really important, somebody can contact me. They can give me a call and you know reach out. Um, but with those smartphones, with our overconnected society that we live in. Um, how, do you have any good advice on how to unplug other than just sheer willpower of saying, no, I'm going to do this. Any other thoughts on how we can step back and not have that obsessive plugged in kind of, uh, uh you know, mentality where we can just say, it's all right. I, I need that time for restoring myself for the rejuvenation.
3: Absolutely, and I think anybody who has a smartphone, we've experienced this. We, as a society, we've had smartphones since 2005. I think was the first iPhone. So, for us to become growing, we are growing in our awareness of both the positive and the negative effects of this. And there have been very important studies done on our our own psychology and what's going on neurologically with us. To even have that phone around, we we just there's an endorphin rush. When we check on it, we want to see people who are connecting with us. So there is an addictive quality to the phone that all of us suffer from. And so it is important for us to have, the first of all, just the awareness. A lot of us, especially early on, I think we're getting a little better now, but a lot early on in smartphone use, there was, I think, a naivete about saying, oh, it doesn't really matter. I can still be relaxing with my family and checking my phone and checking on emails and everything else. But as you pointed out, there's a distraction, there's a worry. There's also that sense of like, why am I even doing this? I've had that same thing. Uh, Josh, when I was on vacation, I was with my sister, and one of my best friends, is a priest, three of us are together. We'd had a wonderful day of hiking, and in the evening, I found myself flipping through my emails, deleting things, reading some news. T- and I said, "This is what I'd be doing in a normal work day. Why on earth on vacation, am I still doing this? So there's there's almost almost an absurd quality to how trained we are just to be sitting with that phone. So we've it's it's just a, we're, it's, we're creatures of habit. So the first thing is awareness. We have to be aware that these phones do have an effect on us. It doesn't matter how strong our willpower is, we are affected by this. So we need others to hold us accountable, and we need to hold ourselves accountable to say uh, we need time. For our brains and our hearts to empty out uh, from all the busyness, from all the noise, from all the chatter, so that we can truly enter into this time of leisure. REI, the, the outdoor outfitter, did an excellent study on this. And they called it the third day effect. They said it takes you three days without a screen for your brain to empty out from all the stuff that it's charged with. And it, it's what you're, you're, just, you're just talking about that on your vacation. But we need three full days without a screen, whether it's a retreat, whether you're at the beach, whether you're hiking, whatever you're doing, But I would challenge all of our listeners, and I need to be challenged by the people I vacation with, we need to be challenged to put the screens away so that we give ourselves the space to deepen our interactions with God, with our loved ones, and with just the reality around us. It's so important because that's when we can really find true restoration and I'm very fortunate as a priest because the church tells priests that we are required to do a, a retreat every single year. And it's during those retreats that I can completely turn my phone off and tell my staff, if you need to get a hold of me and if it's an absolute emergency, here's the number of the retreat center. But otherwise, I'm completely disconnected. And I would, again, I would encourage all of our listeners, whenever we're, we are on vacation, find a way, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's one person who has their phone on, but find a way to, ha- to minimize uh, that accessibility so that if people do need to get hold of you in an emergency, they can, but otherwise you are present. You are present to God, to your loved ones, and to reality.
0: Our spiritual director, Father Tim Monahan, Vocations director for the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we're talking about making our vacation time, our leisure time, those down times, making them holy. And Father, uh, at the start of the show, I've mentioned both the daily times of leisure as well as those times, you know as we're talking about right now, going on vacation, but uh, the daily or the weekly leisure time. Those times when we're still at home, we're able to relax, take a break, Um, You know, maybe it's not the three days of being unplugged that you talked about there getting away from screen time, but uh, what do you think are some good practical approaches to keep that time holy? You know, I mentioned there that that uh, survey talked about people spending uh, upwards of close to three hours a day on average um, watching television, you know, spending time with our friends, um, reading for pleasure. The, those activities, there's nothing wrong with them in and of themselves, but how do we take those moments, which might not seem like they're centered on God, and not let it devolve into taking a break both from work and from God?
3: I would, that's excellent, Josh, because it's, when, the better we can incorporate some of these moments of leisure into our day and into our week, the better we'll, we'll be able to do that into our vacation time throughout the year. So throughout the day and throughout the week, as I was saying earlier, the great Ignatian tradition of the interior awareness of the movements of my heart. So being able to say, and just to invite Jesus into this, Jesus, how should I spend my time here? I've I've got an hour free, or I've got this evening free, or maybe the Sunday afternoon, maybe I have this time that I've been able to carve out. What, What should I be doing? What's a good use of my time? So I think the first thing is just the simplicity of inviting Jesus into this and letting him guide us. The second thing is really trying to live it with gratitude. We, we, have, we are so fortunate in this country because of the resources that we've been blessed with. And if we do have good family members, if we do have friends, if we do live in an area where we can go out and do some hiking, or as you were mentioning, like play cards or board games with our families or cook, like these are all wonderful activities that we should be able to do with gratitude. So the first thing would be invite Jesus in and ask him to lead us. The second thing is, thing is whatever we're doing, let us do it with gratitude. God, Jesus, is, he always emphasizes the need for us to have a grateful heart, to give glory to his father for the good things that he has given us. So start with talking to Jesus. The second thing is just have gratitude for whatever activity that we're doing. And the third thing is, if we can do some sort of examine at the end of the day, when we look back on our day, we can see and evaluate. Okay, was this time of leisure that I took, was it good? Do I do I feel restored? Am I am I, there's, am I pleased with the way it went, or do I realize, you know, I kind of flubbed it. I didn't really do a good job uh, using this time in the way that I wanted to. I, I ended up getting distracted and kind of getting lost, maybe, I don't know, whatever we can get lost in, and then I can learn from that and do better the next day or the next weekend.
0: Our spiritual director, Father Tim Monahan, and again, we're talking about our leisure time, how we keep that holy. What are some of the successful ways that you've been able to keep your faith integrated into that downtime, whether it's that vacation that you go on, and you've been traveling away from home, or if it's that daily leisure time, if it is, you know, just in the routine of your day and you have that that time after work before going to bed where you can just unwind, unplug, how do you keep those times, those moments holy in your own life? What has been uh, the best way for you to incorporate your faith into those moments? We'd love to hear how you have done that in your life. You can call our studio line here at 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. You can also Email me, innerlife at relevantradio.com, and we'll continue the conversation right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
1: Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1 888 914 9149. That's 1 888 914 9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio
0: welcome back i'm josh raymond along with our spiritual director father tim monahan the vocations director for the archdiocese of chicago and uh father being the vocations director there just taking a quick little detour from our conversation about leisure and making that time holy uh how long have you been the vocations director there in the archdiocese of chicago
3: years and beginning my fifth year this summer
0: excellent and uh... do you have uh, a number of of promising young men that are in the seminary and and moving forward uh... towards the diaconate and then eventually the priesthood
3: we do we do we're very blessed we have uh, incredible quality of guys in our seminary system and then i'm working with several men both for the college seminary and for our major seminary that are applying during the summer and it's it's very very encouraging to see these men and just the call that Jesus has placed on their heart and their desire to serve the local church. We're very fortunate we'll be ordaining nine men to the priesthood this Saturday, so I ask all of our listeners to please pray for us and pray for all those men who are being ordained throughout the country during this time. It's a very joyful time for men who have been working for years and years on their formation finally be ordained and ready to serve.
0: Well, that's excellent to hear. And if somebody uh, has A son or a grandson that might be showing some sort of possible interest in at least exploring a vocation of being a priest or if there's a young man listening right now who says oh you know I've thought about it I really haven't explored it what's the best next step for them
3: the first the first step is be not afraid talk to Jesus because I I know for myself and so many others our first reaction is fear It's kind of mingled with the excitement of, I might be called, but we're also afraid. So the first thing is just try not to be afraid. Talk to Jesus about it. And the second thing is reach out to somebody you trust, whether it's a parent, a grandparent, a priest, a a godparent, a friend, but just talk to somebody about it, because that can be very affirming in your own uh, discernment. And then a next step, whenever you feel comfortable, please reach out to your vocation rector. What's very important is I always tell men who are discerning, look, I'm here to help you make a good discernment. I'm not here to pressure you or to get you into the seminary. I'm here to help you listen to Jesus and make a good discernment so that whatever you decide, there won't be any regrets and that you'll be happy with what you've decided in following the Lord's will.
0: All right. Well, wonderful. Thanks for that information, Father Tim. Again, as you're listening today, we're talking about how we can take the leisure time in our life and make that holy, whether it's that leisure time at the end of our day or it's going on a vacation as we're all looking ahead to the summer months coming up. How have you been able to keep that leisure time, that relaxation time, how have you been able to keep it holy in your own life? What are some of those some of those successful ways? Uh, how do you keep those times, those moments, holy in your life? How have you been able to do that in the life of your family, help encourage your kids as you've been on vacation, or maybe they're home from school for summer break? Uh, you know, Father, we talked about the daily or the weekly leisure time. If we do go on vacation... Um, As I mentioned earlier in the program, we do thrive on routine, that structure in our lives. And if we have our regular time of prayer, our regular points where we're connecting and refocusing our day, offering it to God, everything's pretty normal there. But when we travel away from our home and our routine, and this can be for, you know, work travel as well, you know, um, some other purpose that we have, it might not always be vacation, but in this context at least, We have to make that extra effort to still incorporate those times of prayer into our day. And that might be the point where we find difficult, uh, that difficulty, because especially in vacation mode, we're trying to relax, but then we find there are certain areas, like our faith life, where we're going to have to put in a little extra effort. So the juxtaposition of wanting to relax but having to put in extra effort to keep that faith mm-hmm. focus. Uh, any practical suggestions on how to not let our focus on our prayer life, our faith life, suffer while we are on vacation and away from the home?
3: Well, they, the first thing is, is really having that, we have to trust the wisdom of the Church. The, the Church, as I believe it was St. Paul the sixth said, the Church is an expert in humanity because we've had 2,000 years of, of being the Church and of, and of what Jesus has revealed to us about what it is to be human. So we have to trust the Church that when I'm on vacation, when I'm away from my usual routine, again, whether it's work, for work, or for pleasure, but when I'm away, I have to trust the Church that still spending time in prayer, still going to church, still carving out those spaces throughout my day is something that will ultimately bless me. So I have to trust the Church that that really is going to be good for me, and I have to accept the paradox that it will require some inten- some intentionality. And I'd say that's the, the first thing is trust the Church. Second thing is intentionality. I need to plan ahead of time. If I don't plan on what, when those key moments of prayer could be within vacation and how I can get to Mass, it's not going to happen. If I'm just trying to—if I'm reactive during my time of vacation— you know, you're sitting on the beach or you're at the pond or wherever it is. You're, if you're at a place where you're just kind of soaking up this the calm and this new rhythm that everybody's enjoying, and then you just kind of say, oh, I forgot about Mass. Hey, everybody, we got to go to Mass right now. Everybody's going to say, come on, we're, we're here. We're here together. This is so wonderful. We're not going to do it. You're going to get a lot of resistance both from yourself and others. So trust the church that this is worthwhile doing. The second thing is the intentionality plan ahead of time, manage those expectations for yourself and for those you are vacationing with to say, this really is important. Let's plan ahead so that we can do this together. And the third thing is just that I would say in in preparing ahead of time, talk to other people. Just talk to other people about how they've made their vacation time worthwhile by integrating prayer and the sacraments into it. Maybe it's visiting and finding a beautiful church that you'd like to discover. Maybe it's uh, before a meal or w- when you're in the car, making sure that you pray a rosary or read a scripture passage. M- maybe it's, um, there, there are all sorts of ways that we can, again, we can carve out time throughout our day that we can do it together so that when we look back again, that kind of examine, when we look back on our time of vacation, we can say, you know what? I was able to find time. It was different than my daily routine. And so we have to be very merciful with ourselves and others. But I, I was able to find time, and that was restorative. If we don't do any of it, when we look back on our vacation time, we're just going to feel guilty. We're going to say, I neglected this relationship with the Trinity. Those, those are relationships that we need every single day, because that ultimately is what we're made for and what will restore us.
0: Yeah, I, I really like to, you know, that intentionality that you're talking about, being proactive, not reactive. And it reminds me of a time where, uh, a few years ago, we had one of our kids in a soccer tournament, a tournament, and that tournament was going to take place all day Saturday and most of the first half of the day on Sunday. And we were looking to see, okay, in that area where is a parish that has the very latest Saturday vigil mass that we could attend and we had to we had to look for it we had to plan ahead and we had to have all the kids all right bring around you know a nicer shirt that you can throw over the tank top or the t-shirt that you're wearing out at the soccer fields and even uh, the end of the game, we knew we were going to be cutting it close. And, and when we finally, you know, pulled into the parking lot there at this parish, and we'd never been there before, and, uh, you know, we all are kind of rushing in. And it was a parish that was set up in such a way that we found ourselves still having to be kind of back in the narthex area just because otherwise we, our, our family's big anyway. We've got nine kids, and we'd be distracting everybody by all of nine of us walking in because it was one of these parishes that was set up to where where uh, the minute you walk in, you're not walking in the back, you're kind of walking into the side where everybody's going to see you. So we said, well, all right, we're here, you know, we've done our best, and sometimes you just, you don't know all the details that'll happen in the moment. But it does at least allow you to, uh, you know, if if you're planning ahead, you can do your best, and I I think God knows your heart at that point.
3: Absolutely, and I, I really want to affirm that, and for any of our listeners, it's to do your best. As a priest, I love seeing... I love seeing the, the, the baseball jerseys, the soccer jerseys. I love seeing people come because it shows, I think it shows the other people in the congregation, but also our Lord, this matters. You matter to us, and we're going to find a way. I, I love sports. I've always been involved in sports. But the fact that God has to come first, and I think for any of the, our parents out there, but also friends, when we, we need to witness to other people as well that no matter what, the priority is God and to do it in a way that is not compulsive or neurotic, just to say, I choose, I want Mm. to spend time with God. So soccer is wonderful, love soccer. But if we're here here having a whole weekend full of soccer, we can still put God first by carving out this time and planning ahead so that everybody knows it's coming. And and again, your children will see that, they'll realize, because I'm one of eight kids, and it was the same thing for us when we were traveling, we'd be on the road, and my dad was always good. Back in the day, you had to find the the yellow pages and find out what the local Catholic church was, figure out the address and get there. But we always made it happen. And it was fun to discover different churches. It was fun to just, you know, be crammed in the back of church and have people kind of look at us and say, hey, you're you're not from around here. <laughs> no, we're not, right, but right. we're here with you as one Catholic church. So they're very good memories, but it really helped me that my parents made this a priority. And and again, if you, if you do everything you can and it really isn't possible, the Lord understands that as well. But we're very fortunate with technology and with the prevalence of the Catholic Church in the whole world, it is almost always possible to find a weekend Mass.
0: Well, Father Tim, let's go to the phones. We've got Nancy who's listening in Mount Prospect, Illinois. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for calling into the Inner Life today.
4: Hi, Josh and Father Tim. I just wanted to kind of add, actually, to some of the things you just mentioned as far as going on vacation Um, with us. What we will do is um, research beforehand where there are beautiful churches, cathedrals, basilicas, and um, make it a point to visit uh, there. And then just also just look up the history of that area. And more more times than not, um, Catholics have played a role in that area. So Um, I kind of make it a little history lesson for our our children when we go on vacation. And then um, as far as just personal leisure, um, I, I love to go run, lift weights, and that is so easy to make into a prayer. You know, you can turn a sprint into a prayer for a child who may be struggling or you know a hard lift into a prayer for your husband and things like that so uh with if working out is one of your leisure activities it is very uh, simple to make holy. Um, and then just lastly, a book I would recommend if people haven't read it is by Joseph Pieper on leisure. And just it, it makes you see that, you know, leisure isn't just me sitting around all day on a sofa with mindless television on. So just wanted to add my two cents to, to your topic there.
3: Nancy, I really appreciate that. And a shout out to Mount Prospect. I've been up there many times to different churches. And uh, it it is what i love about what you're saying whether it's the faith or the particular leisure activity of athletics doing sport or faith those are ways that we can integrate kind of wherever we are i mean it's there there's you can run anywhere you can work out basically anywhere so it's those are things with our whether it's faith or with sports or other leisure activities some of them are easily applicable in any situation and then to build around that to say can, uh, depending on what your family's like, one of my buddies loves to run, and now that his kids are older, he'll just say, wherever they are, he'll say, hey, let's go for a run. And so they'll go with a run altogether. And similar to what you're saying, let's make a point of building into our day, visiting a beautiful church, learning about it, seeing how uh, the Catholics of that area were taking part in the local history. And, and I would say also trying to kind of reward our family for doing that, to say, we took some time to visit this beautiful cathedral and to learn about it, let's go get a you know a coffee or a pastry near, nearby and be able to enjoy the fact that we've made this effort to be there. So thank you, Nancy. I really appreciate that. Yeah, the,
0: the great, great uh, uh, advice there on, on how you've done that in your own life, Nancy, with your family. Our uh, spiritual director today, Father Tim Monahan, the vocations director in the Archdiocese of Chicago— And we're talking about keeping that vacation time or that leisure time in our lives holy. How have you been able to do that in your own life, especially when it might be challenging as you're traveling for vacation um, or uh, the, the times that you are just at home and you're unwinding? How do you make sure that you're not checking out of both work and checking out of your time with God, your relationship with God? You can give us a call here and share how you've accomplished that in your life. 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, 888 nine one four 888-914-9149, or email innerlife at relevantradio.com and we'll continue the conversation right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester.
1: Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Thanks so much for listening to The Inner Life today. I'm Josh Raymond along with our spiritual director, Father Tim Monahan, talking about keeping our leisure time holy. And if you missed any part of the earlier conversation, you can always go back and listen to the podcast on our website, RelevantRadio.com, or through the Relevant Radio app. And I uh, also want to say thanks to Jim Shaper and Patrick A. running everything behind the scenes, and uh, they just make my life so easy to be here and be able to talk with you, talk with our spiritual directors here on The Inner Life. And, uh, Father, before we go back to the phones, um, as we're talking about leisure time, keeping it holy, what about for the individual who's so tied up in their work? You know, if I own my own business, I run my own business, and I really can't get away from it without the danger of losing money or the business possibly failing because I'm taking that time away. Or maybe if I'm in a job where the management or the the supervisor, my supervisor, expects me to always be there working extra hours connected to my work around the clock, always on call. And in these different kinds of situations, what might you recommend for somebody uh, who would like to take that time for relaxing, like to have that leisure time, but their circumstances don't seem to allow it?
3: There are definitely, thank you for bringing that up, there are definitely difficult situations that require a little more discernment. And, and what I would say is bringing this to Jesus in prayer and looking at how I'm doing interiorly is, because there are seasons, all of us know this, there just are seasons where we have to work harder. And and there's no easy way out. So if if I'm in that season, asking God for extra strength, but with hope that at at a certain point I'll be able to get out of this and transition, maybe if I have my own business, as things hopefully get better, then I can bring somebody on, at least for a time so that I can get a break. So I would say if it's seasonal, turn to Jesus, ask for extra strength and courage, and plan for the time when you can be able to get away. I think it is different when we have a very demanding manager or if we work for a certain firm that expects us to work very long hours. If this is not seasonal and this is just permanent, I, I really need to be attentive to what effect that is having on my life. We do have a, a – there's at least a culture here in the United States of very hard workers, but the excess of that can be where we can become workaholic and we can start to identify with our work all of our meaning – becomes wrapped up in what I do. And so I'm all, I get to a point where I'm afraid of taking time away from work because it defines who I am. If I'm in a position like that, that's a huge red flag. And I really need, again, through prayer, through the encouragement of others, I need to understand that I am defined, my identity is a beloved son or beloved daughter of God, and that my relationships are ultimately what will give me the deepest satisfaction, both with God and with others. So I really need to bring that to prayer and maybe seek some advice from trusted people that if if I'm a workaholic or if I'm in a position that is not allowing for sufficient leisure, then maybe I need to make a change, talk to my manager, look for a different job, but that's something that it could destroy you. It could be very destructive if you try and just push through it. But again, if it's seasonal, that's different. But if it's permanent, then I I would highly recommend uh, really just looking to change it in some way.
0: Uh, Father Tim, let's go back to the phones. We've got Mary, who's listening in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Mary. Welcome to The Inner Life today.
2: Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to uh, point to Father Tim's comments um, a few minutes ago, as well as the, the last lady who called about working in church during vacations. We did the same thing with our kids, with volleyball tournaments, hockey tournaments, So they grew up at, you know, the young age, knowing that no matter where we are, what state we were in, if we were there over a weekend, you know, for whatever, um, vacation, sports, that we, we put God first. We, and, and just like the last caller, we did the same thing. And, you know, we tracked the churches, where's the closest church to where we're going to be. So it made it very easy for us to wake up on that Sunday morning or perhaps catch the five o'clock vigil the night before. But we always did that. And I'm, I'm proud of my kids today because yeah, my boys are older now. They're in college. But they make it a point to go to mass every Sunday. And if they're here, if they're home and they need to get back, back for whatever reason, they they get home and they miss the early masses. They go at night. I mean, they they're just conditioned to do that now. They and I, I just I just love that. And my my daughter are the same. So it's um they they know the importance. They know the importance of it because that's how that's how we taught them. And um it's just uh it's yeah. just it's just it's a wonderful wonderful, wonderful yeah.
3: Well, it's Mary, it's wonderful that you're able to see the fruit of all the, the work that you put in you. like, Throughout time, when we do that, it does help to integrate it, to interiorize it, to say this is worth doing. And the fact that your children, now that they're older, are able to see for themselves, you know what, no matter where I am, I, I want to do this. I, and it's good for me, I need to do it, but I choose to do it. And I always say to people, this is the great benefit of being part of a universal church, The Catholic Church is a church that exists everywhere, that is, you know, that has the fullness of the faith that God has given us. So there's, again, it's a a joy for us to be able to discover the particular character or the nature of each little parish, no matter where we are in the country or in the world, and the fact that you've helped your children discover that as well, and that they've made it their own, is a beautiful fruit that you can see as a parent. So congratulations.
0: You know, the the other thing that strikes me, and Mary, I want to thank you for calling in, um, is... Father Tim, listening to Mary uh, talking about her sons in college, her daughter on their own now continuing to make Mass that priority each week is one of the most—it uh, is the most common prayer request that we receive here from listeners at Relevant Radio is, please pray for my son or daughter who has left the Church, who has fallen away from the faith. And for younger parents who are listening, Mary is a great example. And, and maybe, maybe there have been— Hundreds uh, and hundreds of parents listening right now who have said, well, I've done the same thing as Mary, and my kids still fell away from the church. It's not a guarantee that your kids will stay engaged in their faith, but um, that that witness that Mary just gave there for younger parents, that's a, a great example of how you might not have to go through that heartache of watching your kids step away from their faith and having to pray and pray and pray that they will hopefully come back at some point in the future.
3: Yeah, I would like to affirm that as well. I think it's important when we're able to give the example, because along this theme of leisure, when we can give the example to our children or to our friends, our family members, when we give the example of faith integrated with leisure, that it's not just Catholics, we can be very dutiful, which is good. We need duty. But if it's duty devoid of love or joy, then there's nothing really attractive about it. Whereas when we're able to be on vacation and show, hey, this is something that we, we want to do and that is actually a, a wonderful and joyful part of our time together, when we're giving that sort of an example, it's attractive to people and that helps to evangelize those that we're with. So let us, let us not be afraid of being creative in finding ways to practice our faith so that it's enjoyable and it makes it attractive to others. Uh,
0: Father, let's go back to the phones. Denise is listening in Davenport, Iowa. Hi, Denise. You're on the air here on The Inner Life.
2: Hi, um I just want to have a little comment about um time I'm really stressed and um or back to leisure where I'm not usually in my regular prayer routine. what I like to do is ask God to pray without ceasing that every time my heart beats and every time my lungs breathe there may it be heard as a constant song of praise to him to God, the Father, my Creator, Jesus, God, my Savior, and God, the Holy Spirit, who lives inside of me, and all your people, Lord, I pray. And then every time I kind of catch myself kind of winded and kind of catch my breath, then I look up to heaven and say, oh, I'm saying a prayer for you, Lord. So that always helps me.
3: <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, thank you, Denise. That's beautiful. And I, again, I appreciate that's a almost a monastic tradition from the very beginning of saying, trying to understand St. Paul's words of pray without ceasing and just finding what we're doing during the day, my, the very rhythms of our, our lives, the intention there of lifting it up and praise to God. That's a very beautiful way of doing it. And it's simple, but it, your intention is very profound. And I appreciate the way you're, you're trying to integrate God into every moment of your life. So please keep that up. And thank you for setting that good example.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Denise, for calling in here today. And, Father, we're down to just our our last few minutes here, but uh, you mentioned earlier uh, possibly making a retreat or maybe going on a pilgrimage, you know, as that option there, uh, making that break from work. And in that case, it's primarily or solely focused on growing closer to Christ. You have that already built in there. But most retreats uh, that I know of, they're set up for an individual. Now, if you're a parent who you can't break away from the responsibilities of caring for your children, but you want to have that same sort of leisure time that has maybe that retreat mentality, do you have any good ideas on alternatives for parents who don't have that ability to get away for an individual retreat?
3: Yeah, I just was working with a parent on this. Uh, She she has she's being confirmed as an adult and so I asked her what I asked her was what is possible what can you do and she chose she works as well so she chose to take a day off of work and she basically did like a 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. retreat and so she was able to do it during the week because her children her husband had their usual activities and it was it wasn't very disruptive and she found it very very good and very refreshing so, I would say for any sort of parent that is trying to figure out how to how to work this out with the kids, again, talk to Jesus, try to figure out in an intentional way what is possible again it's we we just want to take a step in the right direction, so whether it's talking to friends, seeing is, is there someone else that you can work with that could help watch your children for a certain time and you can pay back the favor later, or even some retreat centers are very flexible. I know there are several retreat centers in the Chicago area where I live that will just work with families. If a mom comes with some, a child or a dad comes with some children, just to work in an afternoon or a day where you can have a meal, you can have some quiet and even just to find a, a few activities But you, what you're doing is you're in carving out space to say, we want to get out of our usual routine. It might not be a full weekend. It might not even be a full day, but we're going up there again, I want to turn off the phone, I just want to be in nature, be in stillness, take some time for prayer, and maybe just be together with the child or the children that I have. Again, it's, the question is, what is doable, and, and what can I do that would be refreshing and not add more stress to my plate? Mm, uh,
0: good. And uh, we've only got, again, very short time here, but on the other side of that, if we've got kids that are at home for the summer, For school, whether they're, you know, high school or college or, or, you know, younger. Um, If I'm a parent who's working outside of the home and the kids are there on their own during the daytime, any thoughts on what might be helpful for those kids to have that kind of reminder to focus on their faith during the day?
3: You know what, that's a great conversation to have with them, because especially students, who have been working so hard or hopefully working hard during the academic year. It's an important conversation to have as a parent just to say to the to the kids, all right, what what's going to be good for you? They're, you know, there obviously there are usually some chores that need to be done around the house, but also respecting their their authentic need for leisure and then asking them, what are you attracted to? What is something that you can do? Is it is it maybe volunteering at the church? Is it just going for a visit to the Blessed Sacrament? Mm-hmm. Is it praying yeah. a rosary? Is it reading some scripture? Like just finding some way that they're attracted to doing. Right, kind
0: of throw it back at them it. rather than you mandate it. Yeah, no, That's that's great. Yes. That's great. Yes. Well, Father Tim, as we're down here to our last about minute and a half, uh, can I ask you to offer a prayer for and a blessing for all of our listeners that we can have that faith-filled uh, observance during our times of leisure and vacation this summer?
3: Absolutely. This is a prayer from Father Peter John Cameron, the longtime editor of the Magnificat. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving Father, during this time of rest and relaxation, please repair in me whatever is weary or broken and revive my drooping spirit. Reawaken in me a greater wonder for the truth. Through an encounter with beauty, help me to rediscover your presence in all things, your providence in all circumstances, your care to calm all my worries, your love offered at every moment, calling me to my destiny. Let this vacation be a grace time of recollection and rejuvenation, of deeper self-awareness and eager self-giving. May it be an occasion of refreshment and reinvigoration for me, a time to reclaim my friendship with Jesus Christ, who is our Lord now and forever. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you and keep you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Father Tim Monahan has been our spiritual director here for this hour. He's the vocations director in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Thanks so much, Father Tim, for your time today, and thank you for listening to The Inner Life and being a part of the program. And if you missed any part of it, as I mentioned earlier, you can listen to the entire podcast at RelevantRadio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. And I want to encourage you to join us tomorrow, Father James Kubicki, a regular voice here on Relevant Radio and on The Inner Life. He's going to join us, and we're going to look at the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Also stay tuned, we've got Mass coming up next, and uh, today's celebrant, Father Rocky in the Chapel of the Nativity at our Green Bay Relevant Radio headquarters. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk tomorrow.